This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Monday, September 24th, 2018. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Some history was made late Friday afternoon when Governor Larry Hogan appointed the county's first African-American female circuit court judge. She is one of three that are filling three vacancies on the Anne Arundel County Circuit Court. Elizabeth Morris joins Pamela Alban and Robert Thompson to replace judges Paul Harris, Paul Getsky, and Michelle Jacklich. They were chosen out of a pool of 19 candidates, and all three of them will take office immediately and will have to run in the next state election to retain their seat for a full 15-year term. Morris's legal career includes being an attorney with the NSA as well as an assistant attorney general for eight years. Alban has been a prosecutor in the Anne Arundel County State's Attorney's Office for her entire legal career. And Thompson has been in private practice since 2011 and has served as a volunteer lawyer with the Maryland Volunteer Lawyer Service. Well, the bike lane in Annapolis is officially open. On Friday, about 150 people turned out for the inaugural roll-down of the new bike lane experiment on Main Street. About 75 bikers and about 75 supporters of business owners on Main Street who are opposed to the loss of parking. It did go off without any glitch or major incidents, although one biker did have a minor wipeout and wobbled into Main Street, knocking over one of the pylons. Saturday saw more than 100 bikes travel down the lane to City Dock, where a bike rodeo took place and Bike Doctor was there to teach safe biking to kids and to tune up bikes. Many of the participants were decked out in teal t-shirts reading, Kids Not Cars. And now the test begins, and we'll see in 30 days if the lane is a keeper or something to be shelved. There was an incident along Main Street early Sunday morning. A fight broke out, and a plate glass window at Chicken Roots was a casualty. While we had two witnesses call us to say that the scuffle included some of the nearby new bistro tables and chairs, the Annapolis police say there was not. And we're currently trying to reconcile that. And on another bike note, many people have asked me where I personally stand on this. And if you hang out just for a few more minutes, I'll let you know. After an investigation revealed decades of child abuse by the Roman Catholic clergy in Pennsylvania, Maryland Attorney General Brian Frosch is now seeking any information on any similar abuse that may have happened in Maryland schools or places of worship. And on Friday afternoon, he tweeted out a form where victims could report any incidents to his office. You can find more information at MarylandAttorneyGeneral.gov. And the tweet and the form that is on MarylandAttorneyGeneral.gov comes from an online petition calling for Frosch to launch an investigation into the Baltimore Diocese. The University System of Maryland Board of Regents has heard an independent report investigating the death of football player Jordan McNair. This was performed by Dr. Rod Walters, a former college athletic trainer and sports medicine consultant. And in his findings, he says there was a failure to identify symptoms and aggressively treat them. It was an atypical presentation of symptoms and inadequate equipment was used to try to cool McNair down. The report did find that the university needs cold water immersion devices for all training and conditioning sessions at every venue. And these findings will be included in a larger independent commission, which has been charged with investigating the entire incident. Good news for Maryland. Maryland gained 4,600 jobs in August. The leisure and hospitality industry grew by 2,400, professional and business services by 2,400, transportation and utilities by 2,100, education and health services increased by 1,900, 
Overall, private sector jobs grew by 7,900 in August and is up by 26,000 over the last year. Government jobs in August declined by 3,300. Now, the state's unemployment rate dropped from 4.3 to 4.2 percent, but that is still higher than the U.S. unemployment rate, which currently stands at 3.9 percent. I think in a couple days we can say goodbye to Buck Showalter. Bob Nightingale, the USA Today sports reporter, said in a tweet on Friday night that Buck Showalter, the former Rangers manager, also expected to be dismissed by the Baltimore Orioles at the season's conclusion. Orioles GM Dan Duquette, who got rave reviews for his deadline deals, is expected to receive an extension. The Orioles sit sadly at 45 and 110. In other sports news, Navy is now 2-2 two and two after losing an overtime game to SMU on Saturday. They lost 31-30 in overtime, and they lost to a two-point conversion pass by SMU. Ravens were up over the Broncos 27-14, and yes, the Redskins won over the Packers 31-17. That is about it for the top news today. You want to make sure that you're checking in on ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it throughout the day. Please recommend us to your friends and family and co-workers. We would appreciate that. You want to hang out? We have George Young with your DMV weather forecast, and he is coming up in just a few minutes. And don't forget, at the very end, I give my personal opinion on this whole bike lane fiasco. Save the date, September 29th and 30th, to see Richard Karn, yes, Al Borland, from the hit television show Home Improvement at the Annapolis Home X. I don't think so, Tim. No, it's true. Richard Karn will be at the Annapolis Home Expo, and while Richard will tell you about what not to do with the home improvement, there will be dozens and dozens of real home improvement contractors to tell you exactly what you should do. Bring in an antique for a free appraisal. Listen to the many workshops to help you make your home into the dream home you always wanted. Thinking about selling or buying? Northrop Realty and Craig Northrop will be on hand to offer tips for staging your home and how to negotiate the waters of one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. It all starts on September 29th at the Byzantium Center on Riva Road, Saturday from 10 to 6 and Sunday from noon to 5. Tickets are only $5 at the door, but get this, if you're named Al, or anything close, or wear flannel, you're in for free. Remember the Annapolis Home Show, September 29th and 30th. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather, and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Monday, September 24th. Annapolis and all of Anne Arundel County saw plenty of rain yesterday, and the same will be true for today and tomorrow, with an ongoing threat for rain through Thursday before high pressure moves back in, overhead, and sunshine returns for the weekend. Look for highs today only in the upper 60s to lower 70s once again, before warming into the mid to upper 70s Tuesday, and then the 80s on Wednesday, followed by more 70s Thursday through Sunday. So stay dry now through Thursday for what should be a great weather weekend ahead to close out the month of September. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great day out there. Be sure to follow us on our website at dmvweather.com, on social media at Facebook or Twitter, and of course on our free app at DCMDVA Weather in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. But remember, whatever the weather outside, have fun and be safe. September 29th, the inaugural Twist and Stout Festival at Quiet Waters Park along the shores of the South River. 
Twist and Stout, a Maryland wine, craft beer, music, food, and arts festival. Presented by the Anne Arundel County Department of Recreation and Parks, along with the Maryland Wineries Association. Sample dozens of craft beers and Maryland wines. Dance the afternoon away to the sounds of Saved by Zero and the Groove Spot Band. Watch the plein air painters and shop dozens of artisans, crafters, and food trucks. Tickets are on sale now at twistandstout.org. T-W-I-S-T-A-N-D-S-T-O-U-T dot org. September 29th, Twist and Stout at Quiet Waters Park, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tickets at twistandstout.org. So many different stories in the news, and everyone has an opinion. Here's ours. All right, you've asked for it. We've done several stories on Ion Annapolis over the past few weeks about the bike lane. We've attended government meetings, business meetings. We've walked the path several times. We've spoken with passersby, residents, visitors. We've solicited anonymous input via our tip line. And throughout the process, many have asked where I stand. And I have never really said... But that didn't stop one of the Facebook warriors slash keyboard ninjas from lambasting me and one of our articles because, quote, he is stuck in the 50s and wants nothing more than to see nothing change. Wow. First, I don't know you that well. Second, I wasn't born in the 50s, although I might have liked to have been. And also, I love change. From a new car to rearranging my living room to seeing new places, I thrive on it. And certainly adding this bike lane to Main Street in Annapolis is a change, but we have to remember that not all change is good. Some people have asked, so for the record, I am all for increasing bike mobility in Annapolis and Anne Arundel County. In fact, I ride a bike and I will be participating in the Lifeline 100 ride on October 7th. I'm not a zealot, I'm a casual rider, and to put it bluntly, riding on Forest Drive scares the shit out of me. Main Street, not so much. Traffic is typically slower on Main Street, and the old traffic lane was very wide, so vehicles could easily move around me as I huffed and puffed up the hill. Now, there's no room for that, and as we all know, the bike lane is one way downhill. As to why I'm opposed to this experiment, as the mayor calls it, I'm going to offer the following. Who, other than the aforementioned zealots, rides against the flow of traffic? We learned when we were little that we always ride with traffic. But who rides against the flow? Down a hill on a street known for jaywalking pedestrians with several crosswalks and a traffic signal only to be dumped out in a traffic circle that confounds nearly every driver except those from Jersey. Cyclists, and I know I'm going to get crap for this, but as a whole are not inclined to follow the rules of the road. They run red lights, darting in and out of traffic, failing to signal, blowing stop signs, and on and on. On Friday night, just before the light parade, a cyclist came up Main Street on the right he cut between two moving cars to get to the left, and then right at the light at Church Circle, he made a quick right turn on a red light in front of an oncoming car that had just gotten a green light to continue around the circle. Everybody came out of that okay, but that sort of gives you an idea of what I see an awful lot of the zealot cyclists doing. The cyclist was lucky. So will the cyclists using this lane obey the rules? Will they dismount at Conduit Street and walk their bikes across? What about at the foot of Main Street? Will they be yielding to pedestrians? I guess we're going to have to wait 30 days to find out. We saw a video where a fire truck was running over the bike lane the other day. And yes, there was a bus parked there opposite him. Had it been a Yugo, it never would have been a problem. But you know what? There are delivery trucks, there are buses, and just bad parkers there all the time. And the space is just not wide enough to be reliably safe and passable for emergency vehicles. 
Now let's talk about the sidewalk cafes and tables for a minute. Let's assume that parking issue is not real and it's a perception, which honestly it may be. Why did none of the restaurants affected come to the ABC meeting to support these permits for extended service? The Capitol has most of them on record as opposed to it. The tables at most weigh in at about 12 pounds, maybe 15. The chairs are about five. So who's responsible for these when they blow away in a storm, get jostled into the bike lane, stolen at night, perhaps even used as a weapon in a drunken bar fight some evening? Every place with outdoor seating now on Main Street either locks their furniture or brings it inside every single night. And then there's the cost. For an experiment, I have heard that the initial cost was $100,000. Susan O'Brien, the city spokesperson, told me one day that it was coming in closer to $30,000. Then the capital said it was up to 78000 and just this weekend I heard from an alderman that the cost is now in excess of $100,000. I do have a FOIA request in to find out the financials, and hopefully we'll be able to see something when we get the results of that in 30 days. But as the mayor has said, this is an experiment, but this is one hell of an expensive experiment. For 30 days, that's just three grand every single day. And to top it off, there is no way to measure the success or failure. The mayor's chief of staff said it'll be measured on the public reaction. And my question there is whose reaction? And I guess it depends on where you were standing on Friday night or Saturday afternoon. But seriously, who spends $100,000 with nothing qualitative to measure? Is the market house operating like that? People like it. I love it. Does that deem it a financial success? I certainly hope that they're looking at the books and the numbers. And let's be real here. It took Annapolis 15 years to correct the screw-up of the market house. Who in their right mind expects that they can measure the success or failure of a disruptive bike path in 30 days? Especially when they have refused to include any of the metrics by which to measure it. Sort of like telling a carpenter to build a house but not giving him the tape measure and level. Good luck with that. To be honest, I'm not a fan of bitching without offering a solution. So here are my thoughts. The horse is already out of the barn on this. We've already lost $100,000 on this experiment. We need to get over it. Pull up the lane before the boat show. Don't cause any more disruption. And let's rethink this thing from the start. There's no reason we have to have counter flows going downhill on Main Street. You ride up the main and you can go down Duke, Fleet, or Cornhill. If you don't want those, you can go to Maryland Avenue, to King George, to Randall. There's plenty of ways to get down to the harbor, many with a very good view as well. If you want to put a bike track, do it on Forest Drive, do it on West Street or Rao Boulevard. Now, we do need protection for cyclists. We also need to make sure that our merchants remain viable. Paint a lane going up Main Street on the right. It'll be between the parked cars and the moving cars. And with proper signage, you can ease the cyclist's fears of getting doored, which as far as I can tell has happened one time in the last nine years, and give them a safe passage. Emergency vehicles will now have some wiggle room to navigate up the street. And while we're at it, paint the sharrows on Fleet, Duke, and Cornhill. In July, McKee Foods gave the Downtown Annapolis Partnership $20,000 just to do that. And then once the Sharrows are down, connect them all. Wouldn't it be great to have a bike network where you could go up Main Street and down another street and get around town? And then let's go back and look at the bicycle master plan that was enacted in 2011 and follow it. They have a good plan. A lot of work went into it and it is workable, but follow it. And it starts off with hiring somebody to implement it. And it's done in phases. And in case anyone was interested, the bike lane for Main Street was included in the final phase as one of the very last items to be done in a 10-year project. Not the first. We put the cart way before the horse here. 
So there you have it, my long-winded take on the bikes in Annapolis. Contrary to my Facebook friend, I am not stuck in the 50s, and I am a supporter of biking and more mobility. I like the mayor. I like many of his ideas. Joking or not, I actually think the Ferris wheel might be a great idea. But this was simply one of the most poorly executed experiments I can remember ever. And that's what I'm thinking today. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.